Hey friends, welcome to the Renovating You podcast. We're so glad you're here. We don't get a do-over in life, but we do have the opportunity to renovate our story. Are you ready to get unstuck? Are you ready to move forward? Are you ready to thrive? Let's do this, renovators. Hey, Renovators, welcome back. Today we are going to discuss in Season 3, as you know, how to get our minds right. We're in literally in the middle of a three-part series. Last week we talked about living a life of helplessness. And this week we are going to discuss living a life of where we feel powerless. And... One of the ways that we can say I'm not living powerless is I can learn to reach out. And that is kind of what our community group is about, right? It is. We learn to say I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. I'm not isolated. I have the choice to go on there and be on there whether I'm live on Tuesdays or Thursdays or whenever we do that. Mm -hmm. And then also at the same time or say I couldn't do that, but I can go on there on Facebook and I can be part of this. Mm-hmm. I'm taking, I'm exercising some power in my life. Right, you know, I'm right. going out being intentional, being intentional to do it. Right now, we are talking about what are we talking about now, Beth? We are talking about boundaries for your soul. Yes, yes, yes. there is such a thing. We we know about Dr. Cloud and Dr. Townsend's book, Boundaries. Yes, we do. And and we have a new friend, Dr. Allison Cook, um, mm-hmm. and her book. We have had her on a podcast too. And we can put those episodes maybe at the end of this, mm-hmm. um, you know, that information. She has written a book called Boundaries for the Soul. And I'm telling you, it is a fantastic book. And we have had such deep discussion in our group and mm-hmm. so many aha moments and a lot of connections and people just kind of getting an understanding of places in their mm-hmm. heart and areas in their life where there has not been congruity, you know what I mean? Yes. Where there's parts of you that might feel out of control and then there's a part of you that is Silent. running close with God. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and there's all these kind of fractured areas in our heart that are that are crying, you know? It's like, ah, help me here. And so it's just been so good to be with other women and mm-hmm. to talk about things and to be have empathy and compassion and vulnerability. And that's what makes, I think, our community group so unique. Uh, I get so excited to be on there. And I mean, how many people can be excited about a Zoom call right. in this day and age when we have lived mm-hmm. seeing people like this? But we are. Mm-hmm. And people come and they show up and there's life. There, there is, is life, life on Zoom, sure. my friends. There is. Life on Zoom. So, <laughs> Bethany, can yes. our friends come and join? Are they able to get in this community group? Yes, they can join today for free. What? Um, so you can join on www.renovatingyou.com and just follow that whole process. Just click the link and it will literally just walk you through how to sign up and then it'll bring you to the community group. So like I said, mm-hmm. it is free your first month. You know, even if you just want to be a fly on the wall and just see what we're all about, what the community group is, I just encourage you to just do it. You will fall in love with everybody in the group and like Beth was sharing, everyone is so open and vulnerable and it's women who want to grow more. It's women mm-hmm. who know that, oh, there's more for me in life than what mm-hmm. is currently happening right now and if that's you if you know you're called for more and want to reach your full potential then you'll want to join the group yes because you know we don't reach our full potential on our own we We need people we We don't no man no woman is an Mm -hmm. island that is a lie exactly (laughs) it is exactly it's propaganda people it is propaganda (laughs) stop it 
Stop really it. is. It Stop really it. is. Stop. All righty. Fake news. Yes. All righty. So we yeah. encourage you guys to go back to last week because it kind of, there's like a theme here. So last week was helpless. This week is powerless. So we just discussed the state of being helpless, how it came in as a child and how it has now moved us to feeling powerless. So again, another little definition of powerless is without influence, incapable, ineffective, no choices. That's really some of the verbiage that goes with the definition of powerless. So victim does not believe they can do anything about their circumstances. So we're already defeated. When we're defeated, we feel like we have no power, which means I have no say so, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. So let's remember that as adults, we are living out the mindset of being helpless. So one of the things that we talk about is that children are helpless to meet their own emotional needs. Would we agree? Most definitely. Yes. Yes. We are dependent upon our caregivers. Yes. We live in a state of really saying, I can't change it. And that is really true for children. Many times there's not a whole lot they can do. Even if they have a healthy mindset, it doesn't necessarily mean that they have the power to change anything. So we have to remember Uh that. So I don't have the power. I can't make a change. I really am just stuck, right? And stuck does mean stuck. It doesn't mean I'm forward moving slowly. No, stuck is stuck. Mm -hmm. So again, we're getting older, but our circumstances are not changing. Right? Yeah, that's heavy stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 despondent to <laughs> listening to you are say you that. Helpless, though, are you? <laughs> no, but I'm sad. <laughs> I know, but it is sad though. It is. When mm-hmm. you think about sometimes so so early on in life that just becomes our mantra, our daily self talk. We we believe the way we talk to ourselves that I'm just stuck. It's never gonna get any better and I have no choices. Right. And there is really there is no forward movement then it's not possible correct and you know we talked about being in a community and i think if if you grew up in a home that that there was dysfunction like that your needs were unmet then naturally growing up how do you get out of that if no one was there to help you as a young person Mm -hmm. and nobody came alongside you to kind of guide Mm -hmm. you and to help you to grow up in areas that you weren't grown up as an adult, you might have been at that age of maturity, but emotionally you're not. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so important too, if those needs were not met when you were young, to find a group of people or one. And that's why, I, I don't know, that's why I love the community group as yes. well, because we cannot heal alone. Mm-hmm. And so in being in a community like that, we can speak the truth and say, mm-hmm. you know, Denise, I hear you and, and, I, and I understand what you're saying. But I want to give you a different perspective, or I want to mm-hmm. speak this into your life. This may not have been said by mom mm-hmm. or dad or someone you love, but I'm here to tell you this is the truth about that. You know, And so I think that it's just important, too, when we're feeling these. That's why community is so important. And what we often do is we shrink back away from mm-hmm. people, and people are the very thing that we need to get healthy people mm-hmm. to get out of that situation mm-hmm. to keep us from feeling powerless. For sure. For sure. So as we like, we like to do, kind of come up with scenarios. So like if a girl was kidnapped all right, early on, we're not talking about anything horrible happening to her, but just, just kidnapped. So it's not going to go crazy, guys. <laughs> Hang in there with me, okay? <laughs> Don't Hang go in dark. There with me. We're not, we're not going dark, <laughs> right? So, you know, we can think of a kidnapped girl, which, you know, we've read about, you know, newspapers. Sometimes they're kidnapped for a day. Sometimes it's longer periods of time, right? 
or um, where a group of girls were kidnapped early on and for years kept in the same room. And we've we've all read these stories, right, where Mm -hmm. somebody just snatched them off the street or maybe a parent took them, you know, whatever. And so they don't really have the freedom anymore, right? So choice is gone, right? So powerless means I don't have any choices, which means I don't have any freedom to even make choices. So you Mm -hmm. have to kind of wrap your brain around this hang in here with us as we're kind of talking about this. So in the beginning, maybe they were fearful, but maybe they were also hopeful thinking someone's going to come for me. I know they are, right? This isn't going to be like this for forever. I know mom or dad are looking for me or the police are going to find me or whatever. But then a week goes by, we're start, we don't, we've lost track of time. How long have I felt like this? How long have I even been gone? So think about this in a mental and emotional state. If things have happened to you, your life got hijacked Mm -hmm. early on in life. Maybe not kidnapped, but think trying to think of this in this scenario, how maybe in the beginning you had hope, surely somebody will somebody will come. But as you're realizing I am really stuck and I'm stuck within these four walls. Many times we are stuck in our brains in this very, very small box, right? Our mindset. We are just stuck there. Mm-hmm. We're no longer looking to be rescued. And we don't have the courage, the faith, the guts, the dreaming, the desire to even try and escape, to even try and make any difference, right? To even try and move out of it. So like, what would we feel like if that was the case? Like, what are some feelings, words that maybe accompany this reality? So remember, it's their reality. It's their life. What will we be thinking about? What do you think? I mean, it would be very, just very dark mm-hmm. because when, when you're powerless, you can't exert any control. It's like, you you know, your hands are tied emotionally, mm-hmm. you know, it's like your hands are behind your back and <clears throat> someone's asking you to, you know, unscrew the top on something. It's like, I, I, I can't, I can't physically, mm-hmm. I can't do that. I'm completely powerless. Mm-hmm. That could be potentially, you know, if we don't mm-hmm. look to the Lord, which, you know, again, if this has been going mm-hmm. on all of our life. It could be a very dark and scary and lonely place mm-hmm. to camp out for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Bethany, what do you think? Mm-hmm. I think it would bring up a lot of anxiety and fear. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, literally powerless. I mean, that's the word. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. It'd bring up everything. All yeah. dark. Mm-hmm. All dark. And I think that it's a situation where we no longer are feeling anything. Anything can be done. Mm-hmm. Where as a little girl, like, you know, some of them are going to try and escape, right? Some, some little, some kids rebel, right? They're like, I'm not doing this. Right. I'm not helpless. Watch me. Right. You know what I mean? We, we've seen kids like that, yeah. right? Oh yeah. That one oh, of the yeah. family said, oh, I'm out. I'm out. I've ran away at 12, 13, 15, yeah. cause they want out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. But they end up bringing them back because they have no control. Right. You're underage. You don't get to live you're on not your gonna own last. at 12. Yeah, you're not going to last. So we're bringing you back. But they're trying to get out. They're mm-hmm. trying to take some power back, right? Yeah. But as a kid, that power is very much restricted, mm-hmm. which makes you feel constricted. Right. Right? Yeah. So you just don't even know what to even do. Mm-hmm. And then anger can even come into play, right? I hate, I thought I, I was away for three days and they found me. They brought me back again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then there are those who might be saying, you're crazy for going out there. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to get in trouble. You're not going to bring you right back here. And mom and dad are going to get mad. You know, you can kind of picture this stuff. Sure. What are you going out your window for? You know, be careful. Everybody, be careful. You're going to fall. You know, I mean, yeah. like, 
<laughs> you think of a movie with, too the, scared, it, with the inmates. Too scared to get out. Yeah. You know, and somebody makes, yeah. we're going to get out of here. And someone like, don't go, don't, don't go. go. It's like you're living in this shallow existence. I mean, yes. perhaps you might die trying to leave, but what's better, like taking a risk and jumping over the fence yes. and getting out or yes. living a life of, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you have food and you mm-hmm. have a shelter, but... You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I just picture that when you're talking like this whole scene from a yes, movie. You can like, see it. Who's going to run out first? Yes. Not me. I'm going to stay back here. You do it. You know? Yeah. And other people as the whole uh-huh. is there dug in the wall and they're, they're getting ready get to go say yeah. good luck to you. Good luck to you, man, or whatever. And they're staying behind. See ya. You know, because yeah. I'm not going with. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, you sure you don't want to go? No, I'm not going. Yeah. You know, yeah. so there are those situations sometimes depending on your personality, depending on what you, how you handle life where you're like, you know what? I'm not going to stay here. Right. But even if you say, I'm not going to stay here, we still have come from a very helpless, backward way of living. Correct. You don't, yeah. you yeah. learn, you know, in prison, your mind is like mush. Mm-hmm. Same, same thing every day. Here's your exercise time. Here's your eating time. You still aren't making choices. You're just kind of going along with whatever somebody tells you. So you even can get out in society. You don't even know what to do necessarily because the mind still has to be renewed. Oh, I'm actually out in society. I do have choices. Right. And even start thinking again yeah you're functioning you're functioning like you're still yes. behind prison you know yes. prison walls so if you just think about that when you stay like that as a kid yes you're getting older but if if the mindset doesn't shift to say i have some power power means i have choices then we're just like we're just like stuck so you could be thinking you know, they haven't found me yet they don't know what i'm going through they don't care you could even say that they've forgotten about me it's been so long they've forgotten about me and it just keeps you in that state. So I know for myself, the feeling of not having control over the outcome or my future leaves me feeling a fear, which in turn produces anxiety at times and anger at the situation or the person. So as I feel helpless that they have all the power. So I know like in work circumstances or things like that, even you know, as a child, when you're thinking about it, I know for myself, when I am fearful, my reaction usually is anger because it moves like I'm angry. I can't stop this. I have no say so. I don't like not having to say so. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I'm fearful, it comes out in anger. Like, what? how about you guys? What adjective would you say it comes into for you when you feel fear? What's the first thing that comes? It produces a lot of anxiety. When I feel fear, I get super anxious, like sweaty, even talking about it. Ugh. Yeah, it just produces <laughs> mm-hmm. everything. Sweaty hands, stomach. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. Wait, what do you do to, do you stay in that feeling? Do you think about it all day? Do you try to get out of it? So a little bit of anxiety hits. Where do you go from there? Yeah, so I'll sit in it for a little bit and then I'll have to, then I'll be like, where is this coming from? Okay. Like, what just happened? Where is this coming from? And why is it still, why is it producing me so much anxiety? I mean, to be honest, if it's super like, tra- I saw something traumatic or something, I'll probably carry it with me all day. I won't be anxious, but all day, but I'll still have that like upset feeling. Okay. Could be like on edge maybe sometimes or just kind of like. Oh, yes. I am on edge. Yes. Okay. You're right. Yes. Okay. okay. So your feelings are heightened and. They're heightened. And if any, like if. Yeah, if somebody would, on top of that, somebody does something that I wasn't expecting, I'll, you know what, I I might react out of anger too, now that we're talking about it like that. 
because of the fear and the anxiety and then somebody does something that I wasn't expecting or mm-hmm. loud voices mm-hmm. or something and I don't have time to myself to process all my feelings mm-hmm. yeah then I'll just I will be on edge that's mm-hmm. the word that's, okay on yeah. edge okay. maybe lash out possibly depending oh, yeah, who it is probably yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay someone probably close maybe Scott or a mother yeah, yeah, uh, a mother <laughs> You might. You <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe perhaps a, mom, a mother. Perhaps. Because there's a or level. perhaps a mother. Or yes. perhaps yeah. a mother. That's good. There's though. a level of uh, yeah. comfort and familiarity where you know, I can react and vomit. It's a safe place and it's going to yes. feel good. But it's, yeah. But maybe somebody mm-hmm. else wouldn't get that wrath, right? Because we know well, enough to hold so, it in yeah. for a second, but we're still, we're still edgy. doesn't mm-hmm. diminish yeah, the fact yeah. that there's still something no, yeah. going on. So how about you, Beth? A little bit of that anxiousness. I would not call it a full blown anxiety, but from, from what I know, you know, like what would be clinically, I think, but, but just a little bit of, you just feel like the little butterflies in the stomach that kind of turn into bats for a while. And I, I hate, did I say hate, hate that feeling so much. So I have to get that feeling out of me. So I will, again, I take healthier routes to deal with it. But often my go-to is let's just do something else to numb that out. Mm -hmm. Now that doesn't work because eventually, you know, you can only fake yourself out for so long that that you're okay when you're not. Mm -hmm. I find the more attentive I am to, like as Bethany said, what's really at play here? Mm -hmm. What is going off in my stomach that's telling me that I need to be Mm -hmm. fearful or run or numb out Mm -hmm. and that doesn't always come right away because sometimes I just want to numb it real quick I don't want to because then that processing will even bring up a little bit Mm -hmm. more but I know that's what I have to do because Mm -hmm. I have to remind myself that Mm -hmm. that's really probably not what is at play here and I validate what's going on within me I'm like you know father help me there's something going on in me that needs to be brought to you and my first reaction is shove it under the rug, look the other way. Mm-hmm. But that has not Take served me. Take a walk me. down a trail. Take a walk down a park. <laughs> yeah. But that that helps me to process it, but that doesn't help me when I'm running from it. Yes. Two different things. Two yes. different trails, if you will. One trail leads to health. Yes. One trail leads to back where I started, but it's three hours later and there's no, mm-hmm. I'm still feeling powerless or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yes. choose the right trail. Yes, exactly. Hey, renovators, we just want to take a pause in our conversation here to welcome our sponsor, C.J. Warren, located here in Crown Point, Indiana. C.J. Warren is a full service salon anywhere from skin to hair. And a lot of you guys have said that you love my hair. So let's take a listen to Karina, who is the owner and why she decided to sponsor Renovating You. Every year we set a goal as a salon where we want to put our energy as far as with each other and our guests, the other businesses that we support. And this year in December, we decided that it should always come from a place of love. So that was our goal this year. It was like, make sure that everything we do and support is from a place of love. And I was so inspired by the things you were telling us about your passion in this podcast and renovating you, where you came from with it and what your all-time goal is with it to help people just really renovate themselves and be their best person and start from the inside out. And it just spoke to me about, you know, what we do is very outward we're we're serving other people we're we're doing it from a place of love in a way to help them look beautiful on the outside and you're just doing the same exact thing from the inside I just thought that was so wonderful and that we could support your cause because we feel the same way we want to help people put their best face forward we want to see people's true beauty shine through and 
definitely when you have that inner peace and inner joy, it's reflected in your appearance. And the two together are like the perfect combination to show what true beauty is. So we're excited to be able to support this podcast. So if you are in Northwest Indiana and you would like a new do and a new you, visit C.J. Warren here in Crown Point, Indiana. So if I'm feeling powerless about my life, I will not be able to take the leap of faith in entertaining the power of possibility, right? Correct. We are still stuck in helplessness. I'm not even looking for ways out anymore. I'm looking more so how to cope within the helpless state. Mm -hmm. Right? Correct. So when we feel powerless, it's hard for us to take a step back and review our options because in this state of mind, we don't feel as though we have any options. I think that really is the first thing that comes to me. I don't have any options. Mm -hmm. Correct. Which means I don't have any control over this end result because that's what options really thing. If I do A, then I know B is going to happen. Well, sometimes you do A and guess what? A is just hanging there. Mm -hmm. B isn't happening. Sometimes it gives you D. You're like, what? I didn't want D. Right, right. So sometimes you're trying even to make it happen, but it's not happening and it just causes you to feel powerless. Right. Or maybe if we even begin to sort of kind of begin to think of our options, we zero in on the potential threats. How many of us, this, if we're fearful, right? Mm-hmm. We have a thought. I know I'm going to do this. And the next thought is all the things that can go wrong if you do that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. What if it isn't the right choice? Mm-hmm. What if somebody's upset? Mm-hmm. What if you're made fun of? Mm-hmm. What if it wasn't God's plan? There's a good one right there. Mm-hmm. Right? So now we're frozen in the power of choice because... The enemy has come in really, and that's what I think. Mm-hmm. It's like he doesn't want you. He wants you to feel powerless. Yeah. He wants you to feel powerless. Therefore, if you even think about changing your circumstances, yeah. even think about it just for a second, yeah. immediately I'm going to give you five reasons why you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which can stop us dead in our tracks. It's like the person trying to get out of the room, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What could happen to me? I'm just better staying here. Yeah. It's just, let's just make our nest here. and make let's, the, let's make the most of this pity party we're in. Right? Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. So fear in my life or your life can halt us because what if we make the wrong decisions? What if it doesn't work? What if I'm wrong? Maybe these feelings have such a strong presence in ourselves because we have been regularly invalidated or treated as incompetent. Right. How about that one? Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe that's been spoken over us. You couldn't think your way out of a paper bag. You're not smart. Anything you decide to do is going to fail. Mm-hmm. I mean, all those things. Right. And that can keep you feeling powerless, right? So if you think of yourself and maybe ask yourself this, if you're like the kidnapped girl or the person that wants to break out of prison, trying to exercise choice, Different people will respond in different ways. So what is a way that you would respond? I know when I'm met with, I don't know what to do, I'm feeling powerless. Often I'll just write down what's bothering me. That helps me. I'm, a, I'm not a verbal processor. I'm more of, I process within my mind than I, than I write. I process through expression writing for me. Mm-hmm. And so I'll write down what is, what is that play right here? So, and some of the things are valid. I can't control this. I feel powerless here. This person, this, that, this, this, they don't understand, blah, blah, right? And I look at that list and I'm like, I absolutely 
have no control over that, mm-hmm. over the outcome. Cannot mm-hmm. do a thing. It feels good to get off my head. It's on paper. I'm looking at it. And I go, great. I give myself a minute to go, you're right. You, you can't do anything about mm-hmm. this. It, it's in their hands. How's the outcome is? So that list, all I can do about is I realize I don't have I don't have the power right here, right? I don't. But then I write my other list, what can I control? Mm-hmm. I am feeling powerless, but am I really? What do I have power what over? What do I yes. have power over? Mm-hmm. And as and what I end up finding is this list that I think is so long, what's bothering me, it isn't. When I start writing that list, it, it's like three or four things. In my mind it's three thousand because it's playing out a million different scenarios. But when I write down, Beth, what do you have power over? Oh my goodness. There's a lot of things I have power over. So am I focusing on these three things that have rendered me, quote, powerless? Mm-hmm. Or do I say, wait a second, I, you know, I have the power of choice. I can choose to mm-hmm. reframe this. I can choose to pray in this situation. I can choose to reach out. I can choose to remind myself that I'm in good hands. I can choose mm-hmm. to remind myself of that I'm a daughter of the king. I can choose to remind myself of the friends that God has put in my life. And what am I worried about? Oh, yeah, okay. You know, and so I think it's knowing what really is in our control. What's the lie we've believed about mm-hmm. our powerlessness? Because mm-hmm. it is, it is part of it is a lie about our re- response to that. So right, we have no control over the outcome. No, but we have control over all that we can have control. Exactly, over. and it's just helped me. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, this is what. Because again, in my mind, it's a million things, and when I write it down, I'm usually hard pressed for like three. And I'm like, no, that pretty much, these three things sum it up. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's right. out of my head. My head feels good. Mm-hmm. Well, what can you control? Oh, my gosh, I can control a lot. Wow, I really have more control than, and actually these things that I'm powerless with against, they're not, they're not in my hands. Why am I worrying about it? Mm-hmm. Maybe right. they are in someone else's. Maybe it is a boss who I think I deserve a raise and he or she doesn't. I don't have control, but mm-hmm. I can pray. I can ask the Lord to help me. I, you know I mean? There's things mm-hmm. that I have... I can work hard. I can maybe get, you know, advance through other other mm-hmm. ways at work or just be diligent, work on my heart, right? Work on my character. Mm-hmm. But I'm so focused on, well, I can't, even if I do work hard, he or she's not going to notice. Wah, wah, wah. So what's the point? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know what? I am have an audience of one and I am working as unto the Lord. So you know what? I will pray for my boss. And I know at the end of the day, he or she signs that paycheck. And Lord, you know what? You are my sustainer and mm-hmm. you take care of my finances. So instead of worrying about what they do, I'm just going to pray for them. And it might be hard at first, you know, if, if there's yeah some angst. But I'm going to turn that over and I'm going to focus on my controllables. So yeah, how about when you, you write it down too. It's like, because sometimes in your mind, it can be like so fogged and it can be so mm-hmm. magnified. And I like that putting, using that tool, putting that on a piece of paper and mm-hmm. really examining Okay, mm-hmm. what do I have power over? What do I not? And what the places where we don't, mm-hmm. like you said, okay, God, that's up to you now. Mm-hmm. So I think that's key too, because like I said, like your, our mind can be so, well, Satan, huh, he, that's his favorite thing, right? To get into our minds, to get into our thoughts. So he's going to magnify, he's going to say all the things that we're not. And he's going to make those seem like a thousand things, like you said. Then when you put it on piece of paper, it's like, oh, wait, those are only three yeah. things. and of life they're really not that big of things so yeah yeah it's almost like the wizard of oz right oh right and you know you think there's (laughs) this big scary person behind the curtain and when they you know the the voice is deep and uh and then when they pull back it's like are you kidding me and that's kind of how this is for my life 
is I make it so big because I'm not addressing it because I'm worrying and I'm fretting instead of getting it out of my brain. For me, not all of you will do this, onto paper, Mm -hmm. looking at it, that is truth. And I feel that way. And I'm valid for feeling that way. 100%. I'm not saying minimize your emotions here. But this is what I'm, this is what I'm responsible for. Mm-hmm. My actions, my attitudes, my feelings, right? Mm-hmm. What I say, what I don't say. Is my heart in a good place? Check, check, or not check. I need to work on that. And I think, too, you notice when you mentioned, you know, with The Wizard of Oz, right? Mm-hmm. Everything, when they pull the curtain back, it's kind of like what the enemies do. When the curtain is pulled back, oh, he's, he's moving all these things. He's got a microphone lowering his voice. Mm-hmm. Scary things are happening. He's maneuvering it all to yep. get the exact reaction out of you yep. that he wants. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And that's when we talk about that multiple perspective. When you stand back, take that breath and say, okay, I write it down. Or for me, I'm a verbal processor, which why, if you ever notice, I'm the more verbal on the podcast because I <laughs> am a verbal processor. Mm-hmm. I write very little. Mm-hmm. I'll say everything you would write, mm-hmm. yeah. but I can say more because it's easier with words to talk than it is to write every little thing that you're thinking you know what i mean where i'm just like speaking it right Uh so for me i verbally will probably list the same things okay what's going on and at the end sometimes that's something i've been doing this last year especially when everything's been so crazy out of whack nothing's normal i end it all after i after i've spoken it all which can take me a little bit I eventually do run out of words. Yeah. Except I have a little energy left to say, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. At the end. <laughs> I don't know, but I'll be, be okay. okay. Um, and that's all I have. Mm-hmm. But I'm still trying. I'm still thinking, what's a way here? What's a way there? You know, I'm not a victim. If that happens, then maybe I'll do this. And yeah, so those are just the things I think that can keep us from moving forward that he wants us to focus on the threats that's what the enemy wants just like a kidnap kidnapper would if you leave i'll do this this and this or for or if if somebody's hurting a child if you tell anybody i'm going to do that Mm -hmm. so it keeps you right yeah because fear it keeps you stuck in the victim i don't want to cause anybody harm i don't i'll just keep quiet okay but it's all a lie of what you're being fed right it's not truth right so if we're thinking about Again, if you're trying to get out of prison or whatever and different responses, others may come from a place where I wish I knew what to do. So sometimes the feelings, I know in myself, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And if I don't know what to do, it also leaves me powerless. Mm-hmm. Because when I get in that state, I'm like, I begin to like freak out. I don't know what to do. I want to do something, but I don't know what right. to do. Right. Right. So though I may have power, I don't know how to access it because I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. It's almost like your rationale, like any logical thinking is out. Yes. And I think that's because when we are in that fight or flight mode, Mm -hmm. parts of our brain (laughs) that are operating just for that reason Mm -hmm. are on overdrive. Mm -hmm. They should not be leading and driving the bus, and they are. Mm -hmm. And so we we have reactions and and emotions that weren't Mm -hmm. met, you know what I'm saying, that are just coming, uh, uh, flying into your Mm -hmm. frontal you know, cortex or mm-hmm. part of your yes. brain. And it's like they're constantly going and going and that's exhausting. And so we don't, like you said, I, 
you don't know what to do because there's so much adrenaline going mm -hmm. through and that part was never meant to be engaged mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like constantly yes. mm -hmm. you got the pedal to the metal i mean that's not good no. to be going from zero no. to 100 all day long mm -hmm. at some point you have to pull back yeah and, mm -hmm. and think with the brain <laughs> yeah it's that god's given you yeah, you know and something i you know you talked about you know the prefrontal cortex you know when when you are wounded when you are haven't been able to process through things you're living in fear you're believing the enemy you're thinking about all the things that have happened we bounce between the limbic system and the brainstem yeah. limbic brainstem yeah. limbic brainstem and it all is reaction it's fear it's all emotions the flow is supposed to go from brainstem to limbic yeah. to prefrontal cortex that's where you make the decisions so some of us never even get to living in the prefrontal cortex yeah. to make the decisions yeah. because we are just bouncing back and forth from the emotions, yes. the feelings. Yes. We don't know how to get out of the feelings part of it to even have a rational thought to yeah. say, wait a minute, like you were saying, wait a minute, there's three things. That's it. I felt like it was a hundred. There's three. literally three things. And maybe they're very similar. So maybe there's just one thing uh, with a much. little antennas off of it. Yes. If you start really Honestly, looking at it. Honestly, it is one you know? thing with two little two little tentacles that come out of it's rarely three separate things mm -hmm. i'm telling you there's usually the mm -hmm. one big thing so absolutely and i think the biggest thing if we would be honest with ourselves i think the biggest thing is what it comes down to if you're writing on a piece of paper or me talking through you know bethany and beth are more you know written processors i'm more of a verbal in the end what really comes down to i think for all of us is i can't control the outcome mm-hmm when it all comes and we've done through all of the rationalizing or the running or the overeating or whatever it is and we finally sit exhausted mm -hmm. what really resonates with us is that i don't have control of the outcome which can have you feel that you're powerless but something i've been working on in my life this last year and a half because i'm very much I'm very much a results person and if I don't have the power, how can I get the results that I want? Or how can I even get the results that I think God wants me to have, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So for me, I've had to just say my control, because we all want control, right? Yes, we just we do. do. We're born saying, I want, <laughs> mm -hmm. I want yeah. the bottle when, yes, I want to sleep when I want, I want to sleep where I want, I want, I want. <laughs> yeah. whatever. So all I have control over is the obedience part is to make the choice of obedience. Sometimes that choice is gonna give me the results that I want. Sometimes gonna say, Lord, I really thought this is what I was supposed to do. And it's not that I wasn't supposed to. You were supposed to do that, mm -hmm. but you wanted that result. That wasn't my intent for having you do it, mm -hmm. right? So it's the obedience part is what I have the control over. That's where I have the power right, right. of yeah. walking it out. In the end, I still don't know, but then I guess when I tell myself, when you get to the end, I don't know, but I know I'll be okay. Right. I know he loves me. He has a plan, even if I don't understand it. And then I rest in the abilities of saying, you know what? I've grown so much in my faith all these years and this last year and a half really honed in of saying your part, Denise, you don't have control over my part. Yeah. Yeah. And when you've been a victim and you've lived like that and felt out of control, people not doing what they are supposed to do, all those things, you begin wanting to make all the decisions. Yep. Because I got to take care of me. Mm -hmm. And in the end, that goes against scripture yeah. because God is in control. Yeah. We're not trying to be disobedient. We're just trying to say, look, I'm in survival mode. I got to take care of me. Uh -huh. I've been looking for people for years and they haven't. Yeah. 
So then you can swing the other way and you control it all, but you still don't have any control over the results, exactly. but you think you do. Yeah. So it's just the obedient it. part, mm -hmm. the obedient part. And that's the power of saying, I am obedient. Yeah. It's hard. Doesn't always end how I want it to, but I still had to say. Yeah. And that's what God wants is for me to say, Denise, I'm not asking you to take care of the results. I'm asking yeah. you to get up and walk it. That's right. That's right. right. I get to decide where you end up. Mm -hmm. And not out of meanness or any of those things, there's a plan. There's always a plan, even if it's not my plan. It's out of really the goodness of his heart. It's his plan. Yeah. yeah. The goodness. Yeah. And we think, oh, why would a God do? So this is goodness, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's a different way of looking at that. Yes. Yeah, so any last thoughts today? What you got? Anything? Miss Bethany, anything? You're just smiling, but you have anything? <laughs> Yeah, no, I was, you said exactly what I was going to say is it's a, being obedient and being surrender and no, mm -hmm. and being faithful where you're at and knowing mm -hmm. that, yes, you can't, you know, you, you, you're not going to have the outcome, but trusting and knowing that's the thing. If you trust and know that your heavenly father has good things in store for mm -hmm. you, that's key because that's gonna, that's going to bring you hope. Mm -hmm. That's going to bring you when you feel, feel when you feel powerless, fearful anxiety, you go back to the surrender and being obedient to what, mm -hmm. um, so what the Lord has told you and called you to do and, and going back to trusting Lord. Yes, you are a good father. You have good things in store for me. Now I just need to walk that mm -hmm. out and trust that and just be obedient to where you're calling me mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. And I think that's key. It's a word that you yeah. used though, that I think the enemy can use against us. If our mindset is not where you're saying to go, I surrender it. What does surrender mean? Helpless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. That's a beautiful thing. The but yeah. the enemy is like, do you want to really be helpless? What happened back there? Let's go back to childhood. Yeah. Remember when you were right. helpless and you trusted people? So that's yeah. when you have to really say, what is being spoken here? Mm -hmm. What thoughts right. am I having? Who's putting the thoughts in? Because what you spoke is exactly correct. That's a healthy way of thinking. But the enemy, do you really want to surrender? What happened before when you did right. that? I and so and so did yada yada. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's the mindset. When, yeah. Because what in... in uh, when I think of helpless, you know, I don't really equate that to a negative because mm -hmm. if I do go back to childhood, being helpless was fine because I trusted yes. the car that I was in, the people mm -hmm. that were leading me. But if that wasn't my case, then the enemy would use that as a case against you. Oh, helpless. Do you remember how that, how did that serve you, Denise? Mm -hmm. How was helplessness when you were young? Exactly. exactly. Get yeah. that control back. Mm -hmm. Take back that fear, mm -hmm. right? We're not going to call it fear. Mm -hmm. We're going to call it take back your own control mm -hmm. and you be the boss and you know better anyways. Mm -hmm. And you know, then pride makes an entrance, even though take we don't want it to of be, your life. of course, yes. mm -hmm. because we're saying, you know, God, you can't, other people have let me down. So I'm good without you. When we play that card all the way to mm -hmm. its end. And, you know, I was just thinking, I'm just so grateful for the power of choice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, often you wish you know, the guy would just make those choices for us. People say, I just wish God would just lay out my life. But it's like, I'm grateful. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for the power of choice. I'm grateful to partner with the Lord if I choose. Mm -hmm. Or I can be bullheaded and do my own thing. Mm -hmm. And then only to find out, man, I never even prayed or asked mm -hmm. God about this. But the power of choice gives us back control. Obviously, the Lord is in control, but it gives us the decisions to say, I, I choose. Mm -hmm. In the midst of all the confusion and the pain mm -hmm. and the suffering and the past mm -hmm. hurts, whatever, I choose once again mm -hmm. to trust somebody. I choose once again mm -hmm. to go on the side of love mm -hmm. and not hate or go on the side of love and not bitterness. Or I choose forgiveness. Even though people would agree, I should be very angered and bittered. And if I thought it long enough, I should be. But you know what? I'm going to choose to forgive. And I'm going to mm -hmm. choose to walk in love. 
and that power, boo, that that's yeah. a good thing. That's power say, I want. You know what? You may even say I went there. I, I went there for half half an half an hour. I went there for half a day where I wasn't feeling all those things. Yeah. I felt it. And I'm like, you know what? This is going to go bad really quickly. Yeah. Do you want to stay here? So even in that, there is you are exercising power of choice. Who you're listening to? What are you speaking over yourself? So we hope this has been helpful. Again, you can find us on renovatingyou.com. That is our website. There's some free stuff there for you. We hope that you find it encouraging to you. You can join our community group there. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook. I think that's it, right, Bethany? Mm -hmm. Yep, that's it. So until next time, see you later, renovators. Bye-bye.